In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. They say, every man, that is the word I receive from God. Every man is drawn away by his own word, lost. Every man is drawn away by his own lost. What does it mean? What uh, does it mean, lost? What does lost mean? For somebody to lost after something, desire. Hmm? Every man is carried away by his own what? Desire. Every man is attracted to his own what? Desire. Every man is influenced by his own desire. Every man has a desire. Some people's desire is to be what? Rich. Some people desire is to ride a good car. Some people's desire is to wear expensive clothes and jewelries. Some people's desire is to live in a big house. Some people's desire is to attend a very big church. Some people's desire is to have professorship. Doctorate. Some people desire. Many people they have different desires. But you as a Christian, of all these desire, let your number one desire be what Jesus Christ. If we do not desire Jesus Christ, are we going to be here? Eh? There's many, many other places to go and achieve your other desire. But you will not make heaven. You will not what? You will not be on the road to heaven. Praise the Lord. There's many other places. There's many other churches. There's many other ministries that we can say, ah, let's join ourselves to. But at the end of the day, you will not achieve God's desire. As a Christian, the only reason, the topmost reason why we are on earth is not because of uh, what we are going to eat. It's not because of uh, education. It's not because of where we are going to work or because of business. Our topmost desire is what? The Lord Jesus Christ. Because he gave us that desire. He said we should occupy till he come. Who are we waiting for? Praise the Lord. You are on earth now. Who are you waiting for? Eh? Who are you waiting for? Number one, he said, occupy till I come. Wait for me. I'm going to wear my father's house. And he said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Is it because of those mansions? No. 
mansion is just a place where you can stay. But the love that we have for Jesus is because of Jesus. We want to meet him in heaven. Praise the Lord. We did not have the first opportunity to see him physically. Every Christian will see Jesus. One day we'll see him. As long as you are a Christian, you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are walking on a narrow way. One day you will do what? You will see Jesus. It's not uh, James, John, Peter alone that will see Jesus physically. We too, when we get to heaven, we see Jesus. And that is the greatest desire that we have. Just seeing Jesus, if it means I should be sitting down on the floor of heaven, is enough. That I'm seeing Jesus, I'm receiving from his light. And I'm hearing him. It's enough. If it just just like in, in those days that Jesus came, that five five thousand men, they didn't count the women among, they didn't count the children among. They were with him for three days. They did not eat anything, they did not drink anything. They were with him. Just fellowshipping with him and where where did they bring chair for them did they go and rent chair eh? in that wilderness did they rent chair did they do canopy for them eh? or did they lay mat on the ground for them no when the sun come the sun beat them there when the rain come it beat them there but they did not give up. They were with him. Three days. Three nights. They were with him. When Moses was with God in Monsignor, 40 days, 40 nights, he was with him. He didn't eat anything. And he did not die. The presence of God is more than food. Praise the Lord. The presence of God alone, you are in the presence of God, hearing from Him, is more than food. It's more than every other desires. It's more than the comfort of your bed. It's more than the comfort of your chair. It's more than this earthly comfort. Just being with Jesus. And that is our desire. The mansion in heaven is not. You give me mansion. If you give me mansion, I not see Jesus. It's not enough. My my desire is to be with Christ, hearing from Him, asking Him question, being at His feet, asking Him question. Just like Mary. In heaven, you won't be doing all this work. Ah, I'm going to look for money. There's no money in heaven to spend. Praise the Lord. The government of God is not the government of money. There's no money in heaven to spend. You don't spend money in heaven. 
and you don't have to run around and look for your own food in heaven. In heaven, it is what it is an arena of perfect rest. That is where you can achieve perfect work freedom, perfect liberty. Liberty from sickness, liberty from food, liberty from uh, work, liberty from pursuing mammon, liberty in the presence of God in heaven. On this earth, can you achieve liberty? Can you achieve freedom? No. You still keep on pursuing money. Because you need money to sustain your life on earth. But don't allow the desire of money to make you what sin against God. Every man is drawn away by his own lust. So begin to look at what is your lust. Is it lost to please your parents? Are you the one taking care of your parents? No, it's God. Is it the lost to please your children? Are you the one taking care of them? It's God. He said, put your body, put your body upon Christ. For he cares. Your body, you cannot carry it alone. Praise the Lord. You cannot carry your body alone. So lay it upon Christ. And as he's carrying your body for you, you are saying, thank you, Lord. Eh? Thank you. Why are we thanking him? Because he's carrying our body. Our protection. You are just saying, thank you, Lord. At that point, you are not saying, ah, Lord, help me carry my body. No. He's already carrying the body for us. Lord, ah, provide the food that I will eat. No. He has already provided it. So all you need to say is what? Thank you, Lord, for giving me food. Thank you, Lord, for giving me clothes. Thank you, Lord, for giving me money. Thank you, Lord, for giving me accommodation. Thank you, Lord, for every good thing that you are doing for me. But if you are carried away by your own lust, you will not thank God. Everything that you are doing, you think is your strategy. You think it's in your power that you are doing it. You think it's in your wisdom that you are doing it. So we need to thank God. Let's go to the book of Corinthians. The book of Corinthians, chapter 1. The book of Corinthians, chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 18. Chapter 1, verse 18. We read to verse 31. It said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it is the power of god 
the preaching of the cross the preaching of the cross is to many foolishness and that is why even many so-called church they have not come to embrace the cross praise the lord many churches they are not making headway because they have not embraced the cross to many the cross is what foolishness let me read it again for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it is the power of god many that are perishing the cross is what eh the preaching of the cross is what foolishness it doesn't make sense to say ah one man came from heaven became a baby he grew up and he died and he was he was crucified and he died and because of his death we are saved from our sin many cannot fathom it many cannot understand it it is a mystery to them so they did not see any sense in it that because of the death of christ he has redeemed us from our sin and we are saved many could not what understand it and that is why they feel it's what foolishness this is foolishness it doesn't make any sense but to rocks that are being saved it is what it is the wisdom of god it is the power of god to rocks that are being saved is what the power of god any gospel that is you don't preach the cross whatever you are preaching and it is not the cross it is not jesus you cannot achieve the words the purpose of heaven you cannot achieve the will of god jesus is the will of god whatever you are preaching and there's no jesus in it is what zero whatever you are preaching and there's no cross in it is zero it is what it is zero the cross is what make christianity christianity without the cross there's no christianity before jesus died is there anything like christianity hmm? the old testament saints is there anything like Christ- did they know anything like christianity no abraham did he know anything like christianity no moses did he know anything like christianity no even john the baptist that jesus testify about say out of all the prophets that have ever lived john the baptist is the greatest but he lived in this kingdom of the cross eh the smallest saint in this kingdom of the cross is greater than john the baptist that is what jesus said i'm not the one that says so eh am i the one that says so is in your bible am i the one that says so no that is the word from the mouth of jesus himself and he said all authority all power has been given to me 
they come unto me all that labor eh all that labor and I what heavy laden come unto me and I will give you rest come unto me you that are laboring in the old testament you that are struggling to cause your enemy cause your enemy to die hate your enemy he said come unto me and I will give you rest from all your work running helter skelter come unto me trying to please God by your own power come unto me and I will give you rest because my body is what is light eh my body is what is easy abi the body i gave is 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 light and my yoke is what is easy what is a yoke when if you are in the north before you will see two cows plowing they are they are cultivating the ground there's one stick that they use in tie them together it's called a yoke he said the connection between him and us is what is what is easy and the responsibility he has given us that is the burden the responsibility jesus has given us is what is light jesus is not say go and bring money no it's not say go and pay your tithes no it did not say go and give offering no it did not say go and give first fruit offering no or it did not say go and give second fruit offering no it did not say ah so your house no so your money no so a seed no it did not say all these things he said what occupy till i come and he said go into all the whole world and preach the gospel it is light go and talk to this person about the love of jesus it is light it is not a heavy burden love your neighbor as yourself it is not a heavy burden he did not say go and build a house for me because Jesus has already built his own house. He has built the house in us. And he say our body is what the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is the only valuable temple. Eh? In the New Testament. So any other temple you are building, say I want to build a house for God. Is what is vanity. It doesn't have value in the eyes of God. Is what is vanity. He has already built his own temple. In us. The temple of God is is in us. The temple of God is in us. His house is in us. He dwell in us. We are the temple of God. There's no house again that you can build for God. 
There is no temple or synagogue that you can build for God. And before I go, he said, destroy this temple. And in what? In three days, I will build my own temple, which is what? The temple of your body. Let's not be deceived. Verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19. He said, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. Who is the wise? The wise person is what? Somebody who is wise in this world. Somebody who is wise in his own eyes. God said, I will destroy their wisdom. And I will bring to nothing the understanding of what the prudent who is the prudent? The rich people of this world. Rich, but there's no God. The professors of this world. Professor, but there's no God. The psychologists of this world. Psychology, but there's no God. The pastors of this world. Pastor, but there's no God. The evangelists of this world. Evangelists, but there's no God. The engineers of this world. Engineer, but there's no God. The doctors of this world, doctors, but there's no God. I will destroy their, their, their wisdom and I will bring to naught their understanding. That is what God is saying. So whatever you are, let Christ be first. Whatever profession, whatever you are doing, let Christ be first. He said, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where that is verse 20. He said, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom know not God. It pleases God by foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. This gospel is what is foolishness. To many, it's foolishness. To many, it is foolishness. But to us that believe is wisdom. And that is why Christ is not being preached in many churches. I can say this categorically. Christ, Jesus Christ, is not being preached. If Jesus Christ is being preached, his life and everything is being preached in many churches. Christianity would have gone far than this. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. We are the light, we are the salt. If Christ is being preached, the life of Christ, the kingdom life is being preached, Christianity would have gone far. 
And I always say it. The what we are seeing now in Nigeria is as a result of the church. What we are seeing in Nigeria presently is the condition of the church. If the church follow Christ, the country will change. Christianity can change what a country. But since the church is corrupt and the nation too is corrupt, do you remember John the Baptist? He told the King Herod or one of the kings like that. He said, You cannot take your brother's wife. You cannot take your brother's wife. It's an adultery. And that is why they behead him. But today we are afraid. We are even compromising with the politicians. We are working with the politicians to do evil. We are praying for them. We are becoming their prayer contractor. Praise the Lord. And that is why the nation is like this. If we are preaching the truth in Christ, there will be change in the nation. Sit down. Go and give him this morning. We are having sex. The condition of the church is the reflection of the nation. If the church is doing its work, the nation, we have a great Nigeria. We have the largest congregation here. Nigeria has the largest congregation in the world. The largest church in the world is in Nigeria. But we are not moving forward. Instead, corruption is taking over the nation. Corruption is taking over what? The nation. Because why? Christianity is not what? Granted in the country. Verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the word by wisdom knew not God. It pleases God by the fellowship of preaching to save it pleases God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greek seek after wisdom. What is a sign? Maybe they want to see a sign in heaven before they can believe. Jesus said, this generation they always require, they are looking for a sign, but there is no sign that will be given to them except what? The sign of what? Prophet Jonah. The what? The Greek, the Jews, they are always looking for a sign. Maybe a sign in heaven, one of the signs before they believe. The whole miracle that Jesus did, is it not a sign? 
the death and resurrection of Jesus. Is it not a sign? So what more sign would they need again? You remember the rich man, the rich man and uh, Lazarus. The rich man was in hell. He was begging that God tell Lazarus to dip his hand in water and drop it so that I can catch it. Or maybe you should send me, send me to the people of Israel so that I can tell them how hellfire is. And what did God say? He said they have what Moses, they have other prophets that have spoken to them. Did they believe? No. So it's not maybe until somebody go to hellfire and come back that we are going to believe that there's hellfire and there's heaven. Not until somebody go to hellfire. But we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. What Jesus has said to us is revelation, the written words, the Holy Spirit, we believe. So we don't need a prophet that will go to hellfire and come back. Or that will go to heaven and come back and come and say, ah, this is what I see. We already have it in the Bible. So it's an unbeliever's mind that will say, ah, until somebody go to heaven or go to hellfire and come back before I believe. No. Those ones are just, if they actually went to true heaven or true hellfire, those ones are just confirmation of what? The word of God. They are confirmation of the Holy Spirit. They are confirming what the Holy Spirit has said to us. They are confirming what the word of God has said to us. So we don't need a sign. Praise the Lord. We don't need a sign to believe that there is heaven. We don't need a sign to believe that there is hell. We don't need a sign to believe that there is Satan. And we don't need a sign to believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. We don't need a sign. There are already many, many signs. And written scripture. So we don't need any more signs again. They say the Greek wisdom. But, 23, but we preach Christ crucified. He said, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greek foolishness. To the Jews, okay, to the Greek, he said, but, he said, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews stumbling block and unto the Greek foolishness to the Jews is a stumbling block they don't want to hear it to the Jews they don't want to hear it that somebody came from heaven they gave back to him and he grew up and died on the cross and that is their salvation they don't want to hear it but to the Greek Eh? It doesn't make sense. To the Greek, the death of Christ on the cross doesn't make sense to them. So to the present Christian, does it make sense 
the many of these churches does it make sense no it doesn't make sense they may be hearing it to uh, uh, christ died on the cross and that is why they are celebrating easter is there anything like easter in the bible uh, in the new testament is there anything like easter no they are celebrating easter easter is what is an eastern culture it's a heading culture. It's a Roman culture. It's a Roman traditional celebration. There's nothing like Easter. Jesus did not talk about Easter. The apostles did not talk about it. Peter did not talk about it. John did not talk about it. James did not talk about it. Paul did not talk about it. Is there anything like Easter? No. Nothing like Easter. It's what? It's not Christianity. You say, ah, you are celebrating Easter and this is not Christianity. Is there anything like Christmas? No, not in the Bible. No, not in the Bible. Is there anything like a palm this thing? Palm, uh, uh, the palm Sunday they call it. And the one they will put arches on their head. Is there anything like that? Some they say egg. Those things are what? Hidden culture is not of Christ. Nothing like Easter, nothing like Christmas. Those things are what hidden culture is not of what Christ. So we should not partake in them. Praise the Lord. We should not watch partake in them because they are not of Christ doesn't have anything to do with Christ. Instead, it's what is hidden culture. Don't partake in what, what is not in the Bible. Don't follow multitude to do evil. Uh, we are in which verse now? Hmm? Okay. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling. Let's look at this 26. It said, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You know, one thing about God Whenever God wants to do any great thing, it looks as if it's foolish. And we children of God, whenever I want to start a great thing, start like a foolish man. Eh? People will look and say, uh, no, I'm disappointed in this guy. Start like what? A foolish man. Whatever great thing you want to start, start like a foolish man. Don't start with the wisdom of this world. Start like a foolish man. Start like somebody who doesn't know what he's doing. And when God wants to save the whole world, a baby, one person, through what? A virgin Mary. Through a virgin, he came into this world. To save us. Did they believe? The Pharisee, did they believe in him? 
The Jews, did they believe in him? If Jesus want to have, if Jesus want to have 50,000 disciples in Israel, can't he have it? He can have it. But he have only how many disciples? 12. And out of that 12, he still lost one. He can have it. But if he do that, it will be like what the Pharisees. He will be using the principle of the Pharisees. But he picked 12. And he begin to put his life in them. 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 And when he left, those 11, they begin to what? Do the work. Continue his work. The death of Christ. Did the Pharisees believe that the death of Christ will save the whole world? If they have believed, they wouldn't have what crucified the Lord of glory. If they know what they are doing. Judas, does he know what he's doing? Judas felt Jesus was a weak person. Eh? Judas, he felt Jesus was a weak leader. And he said, uh, I thought this guy is coming to save us from the oppression of the Romans. From the oppression of the Greek. I thought you are coming to save us. Now, see what you are doing. You don't even have many followers. Is it not only us, these 12 of us that are following you? What can you achieve? You are not even planning to, to, to lead a rebellion. You are not planning to protest. Praise the Lord. You are not planning to demonstrate. Eh? You are not planning to demonstrate. You are not even planning to buy knife, to buy sword. You are not planning to buy spear so that we can fight against these Romans. You are not planning all these things. So what are you now doing? You now say instead of uh, me wasting time. Praise the Lord. Judas doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to be a loser. He said, ah, this man, I followed this man for three and a half years. What will be my gain? He did not pay me, did not pay me salary, did not pay me anything. And he thought if I would have been following the Pharisee, I would have gotten 30, 30 uh, pieces of silver. And he said, okay, I'm going to sell this man to the Pharisees. I'm going to sell this man to the Romans. I'm going to sell this man so that I will gain my 30 pieces of silver that I have worked for him, following him. All around. I will get my what? 30 pieces of silver. Following this man. All around. Praise the Lord. And he sold Jesus out. He sold Jesus out for what? 30 pieces of silver. And at the end. When it seems. He has what betray an innocent man that he has done evil. 
Instead of him to go and beg Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. Jesus would have forgiven him. And that is how many people, they feel pompous, they feel very proud to say, ah, I'm sorry for what I have done. And that was the spirit in Jesus. Anybody that has that spirit to say, I'm sorry for what I have done, to accept your blame and said, I'm sorry. That person is heading towards what? Suicide. That person is heading towards suicide like Judas. If you cannot say, I'm sorry for what I've done. If you cannot say, ah, please forgive me. If you cannot accept that, ah, I have sinned. If you cannot accept that this thing that you have done is wrong, you are heading towards suicide. If you not hang yourself, stroke will hang you. Praise the Lord. You are heading towards stroke. If you cannot free your mind, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. You say, ah, this person, has, uh, do, yeah, I will deal with him. Unforgiveness. If you cannot do that stroke, we eventually hang you. You may not hang yourself, but stroke will hang you. Praise the Lord. So we should be forgiving. We should be quick to accept. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's Christianity. But when you are pompous, you are pompous and you can't forgive and you can't accept your faults you are heading towards danger praise the lord may that not be our portion in the mighty name of jesus so you should forgive jesus said forgive somebody has sinned against you quickly forgive and sometimes as if uh, somebody's weak because I quickly forgive people. I quickly have mercy on people. I quickly forgive. Praise the Lord. Where are we now? Hmm? He said, for yes, he, 26, say, for yes, he, your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, accord but god had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and god had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and that is why there will be surprises in where in heaven there will be surprises in heaven all these so-called big, big people that you are hearing their name today. You get to heaven, you say, ah, where is this uh, uh, general overseer? I say, it's not here. Oh. They're the other side. Ah, where is this man that built uh, this uh, big church in Nigeria? Eh? They, uh, you look for them. They say, they're the other side. Ah, where is this uh, apostle that preach and fire come down? Eh? They're the other side. What about the flying apostle? There's flying apostle now. When he's preaching, his leg doesn't touch ground. He's in one of this country. 
Where is this flying apostle or flying prophet? They say, ah, you know they here. You know, see I'm here. Ah, where is this great man of God that has the largest church in Nigeria? Where is they? He did the other side, though. You know, they here. There will be surprises. And say, ah, where is this arm robber? They say, he did for here. The arm robber has given his life to Christ. He has repented. Where is this man? They say he's doing for one night all about. They say, ah, see, I'm here. Ah, why should this man be here? He has repented. He has given his life to Christ. Where is this man that has this small church at that corner there? He did here. He has chosen to do the will of God. Not many. Once you choose to do the will of God, you will not be mighty in the eyes of men. Praise the Lord. When you choose to do the will of God, you will not be mighty in the eyes of men. But when you use the principle of this world, ah, men will celebrate you. You use the principle of 48 laws of power. There's a book they call 48 laws of power. Men will, cele- men will follow you. Men will celebrate you. But you will not make heaven. Or when you are using seven book of Moses, you do miracle, you do this one. Men will follow you, but you not make heaven. It's a book. It was written by an Indian man, a, a Buddhist. They said the man is a Buddhist. He used the principle of witchcraft. And when people read it, most men of God, they are reading it. When they read it, they will now be using it to control their congregation. Uh, 48 laws of power say don't forgive don't forgive your enemy kill your enemy do this one do that one that is 48 laws of power and that's why you find in the church now the prayer against your enemy your enemy is your boss in the office your enemy is your neighbor so many prayer against them all those things is as a result of what 48 laws of power and the principle in 48, there are 48 principles in 48 laws of... Those principles are what? Against the principle of Christ. Those principles, they are against everything that Jesus preached on the Simon on the Mount. 48 laws of power, they are opposite Jesus. 48 laws of power is opposite Jesus. Is an antichrist book. Is an antichrist book. When they read it, they start using the principle to manipulate people. That is witchcraft. The same thing, seven books of power, uh, Moses is a magical book that men of God read. When they read it, after you read a particular, they'll say, go and make social sacrifice. After you read to a point, they will say, go and make social sacrifice. If you read to this point, go and make social sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Those are the two books that most men of God are using. And some of them, they also go into what? Occultism. Some of them are Ogoni people. Some of them are in Satanists. Some of them are in Freemacy. They join all this kind of court. Why? For power. 
Not everybody that can pastor a humble church like this. Because they want crowds. Because they know if they get the crowd, they will get the money. They will get the name. They will know them all over the world. And they resort to what? What is not what? The principle of Christ. May that not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. We will follow this Christ. Whether anybody follow us or not, we will follow this Christ to the end. Whether you have disciple or you don't have disciple outside, we are going to follow this Christ to the end. We are going to follow this Jesus to the end. We are not going to add principle that is not of Christ to our what? To our what? To our ministry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That will not be our portion to add what is not of Christ. So 48 laws of power. That book is what? It's an antichrist book. That book is what? It's against everything that Jesus preached. So they use it to manipulate uh, church members. Where are we now? 20 what? Is it 25? Okay, 26. 27, okay. But God had chosen the foolish things of this world to confirm the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to confirm the things which are mighty. 28. And base things of the world and things which are despised had God chosen you and things which are not to bring to naught things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence why is god using this foolish wisdom that you will not be able to say it is my power it is my wisdom it is my intelligence it is my understanding that makes me to be where i am no So what are, in the redemption of God, what have we done? Is it your prayers that is keeping you? No. Is it because you know the Bible that is keeping you? No. Is it because you can fast that is keeping you? No. Is it because you give or you are doing good work? No. It is what? The grace of God. And the only thing God requires from us is what? Our cooperation. Praise the Lord. In salvation, in God producing himself in us, the only thing that God requires from us is what? Our cooperation. If you can cooperate with God, you get there. If you can cooperate with God, you will get there. If you can cooperate with God, you will get there. Praise the Lord. If you can cooperate with God, that's the only thing God needs from you. Some say, ah, he's reading the Bible. No. Some say, ah, he's fasting and prayers. 
Some will even fast for 100 days. That is not what God needs. After fasting for 100 days, and God is speaking to you, you will not cooperate. Will God be able to do anything? Eh? It's our cooperation with God. That is the only thing. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If Jesus is not cooperate with God in going to the cross, are we going to receive our salvation? Eh? No. If God, if Jesus is not cooperate with God, he says, if it's your will, let this cup pass over me. But if it's your will for me to drink out of this cup, so be it. And he leave himself. He can as well, uh, when they are taking him to the cross, and say, ah, I did not do that to her, and he will deny God, and they will free him. Eh? They are taking you to the cross like this, and you know they are going to hang you there, and you still obey God to the latter. If it's ordinary, I will deny. Say, I'm not the one, no, I'm not this one. I'm not the one, no. I'm not the Jesus you are looking for. This one, that one, and they will free him. But he did not deny God. Hmm? So many things that people do, especially politicians and some big men of God, so many things that they do, and they quickly deny it. You have denied it before men, but God knows the truth. Eh? If you deny a thing before a man, God that sees everything, he knows the truth. He knows what is truth. And on that day, it will count against you. So, as a Christian, Christian, Christianity means for truth. Always tell the truth. Always stand with God. Whatsoever is good, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is truth, let them find you doing that. Always stand with God. Then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. What is the truth? The life of Jesus itself is the truth. Standing with Jesus. Standing with Jesus. Standing with the principle of Jesus. Standing with the life of Jesus. Jesus is the truth. There is no any other truth in Christianity outside Jesus. Whatever truth you are looking for, there's no any other truth outside Jesus. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Well, which verse now? But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written he that glorieth let him glorieth in the lord christ is what is a christ is what hmm? christ is what is made unto us as what wisdom righteousness sanctification and redemption Wisdom. What's the wisdom? The wisdom of God. 
is different from the wisdom wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world says if you are in an office where there's money, embezzle money, that's the wisdom of what? This world. The wisdom of this world means quickly accumulate things for yourself. The wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world says hate your enemy, love your friend. The wisdom of this world. That is what? The wisdom of this world. But the wisdom of God says, even your enemy, love them, pray for them. Pray for them. Don't do, don't act as they act towards you. Even the Muslims, you love them. Because why? It's God that created them. It's just because of what? Ignorance. That what differentiates us from them. And there are also a lot of Christians that are in the same ignorance. So all you need to let them know is what the truth. When light comes, what happens? Darkness do what? Disappear. When light comes, darkness disappear. Then righteousness. Christ is our righteousness. There is no righteousness outside Christ. You can't be good outside Christ. The goodness, the kindness, the love, everything that we have is what is inside Christ. The righteousness. There is no righteousness outside Christ. Christ himself is what? Our righteousness. Sanctification. Who is cleaning us? Eh? Who is cleaning us? Eh? Why do you need to be in church? For you to be cleansed. I've said it that church is not meant for everybody. Church is meant for believers. When you give your life to Christ, the next thing is what? To come to church. Church is a place where we receive strength encouragement is a place where we receive what external sanctification the word of god but the one that sanctifies us is within is the holy spirit but we must cooperate with the holy spirit we must do what cooperate with the holy spirit if you don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit cannot do anything in you. If you are saved and you've been violating the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit says, go and do this, you say, no, this is what I'm going to do. If you say, don't do this, you say, mm-mm, I will do it. So if you are not cooperating with the Holy Spirit, your spirituality will not go far. So in everything you do, you must cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Whether it please man or not, you must follow the Holy Spirit. Cooperation with the Holy Spirit is what makes you what? Christian. You can't be Christian outside what? The Holy Spirit. You can't be Christian outside the Holy Spirit. The level of your spirituality depends on how much you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. 
You can't be anything in Christianity without the cooperation of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do genuine miracles outside the cooperation of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do the genuine healing outside the cooperation of the Holy Spirit. You cannot prophesy genuinely outside what cooperation with the Holy Spirit. So we must what cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And that is where our what that is our winning power. That is our strength. That is how we win. That is how we are going to win. Cooperation with the Holy Spirit. To be a better Christian, cooperation with the Holy Spirit. If you want God to protect you, cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Whatever you are doing, cooperation with the Holy Spirit. It matters. Let's go ahead and pray. The Lord, you help us to cooperate with you. You help us to cooperate with you. As you are cooperating with the Holy Spirit, you find out that you are, you are achieving great results. As you are cooperating with the Holy Spirit, you achieve great results. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to cooperate with you. Help us to yield to you. Help us to cooperate with you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. The title of the hymn is what? <clears throat> that is hymn 7. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Though here they, they said, turn your eyes upon. Upon who? Upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. From standard 1 it says, O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There is light for a look at the Savior. And life more abundant and free. Guys, also, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There is light for a look at the Savior. And light, and life more abundant and free. So in the Savior, the only light we have what is in the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. Outside Jesus, there is no any other light. It's only Jesus that is the light. Outside Jesus, every other thing you see is what? Darkness. It's when your eyes is upon Jesus that your whole body can be what? Lightened. Except your eyes is upon Jesus, your whole body can be lightened. People are saying, ah, politics, politics. Is there any light in politics? No. The religion system, is there any light in them? No. The financial system, the banking, is there any light? No. The government, is there any light? No. Except your eyes is on Jesus. That is where the light is. It is. There is no any other light except Jesus. Then the chorus goes like this. He said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. This is what caught my attention. He said, 
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. As you are looking unto Jesus, the things of this world, the fashion of this world, the wealth of this world, the properties of this world, the clothes of this world, the cars of this world, the career of this world, will grow what? To dim. The only thing that you can see is Jesus. Everything you are doing is what? Because of Jesus. You are living for who? You are living for Jesus. It will grow strangely dim. Everything will grow strangely dim. Praise the Lord. Standard 2. Through death into life everlasting, he passed. And we follow him there. Over us, sin no more hath dominion. For more than conqueror we are. He said, over us, sin no more hath dominion. Sin doesn't have dominion again over us. Because we are with who? We are with Christ. When you are with him, sin don't have what dominion over you. When you are with Christ, you have overcome sin. You have mas- you are master over sin. Sin cannot penetrate you. But when you are not in Christ, you still live in sin. You still live in adultery. You still live in fornication. You still live in embezzlement. But when you are in Christ, sin doesn't have dominion over you. You are master above sin. God has placed us what? Above sin. Praise the Lord. Just be with Jesus. Focus on him. Walk with him. And sin will not have power over you again. Just like in the wilderness, that the serpent were biting the children of Israel. And what did God told Moses? He said, make the similitude, the kind of this snake. Use bronze to make it. As long as what the children of Israel, they are looking by faith. They are looking at this what snake, as this bronze snake. The one on the ground will be biting them, but it will no longer have effect. So sin doesn't have effect on us in the mighty name of Jesus. Because we are looking at the one that is above sin. The one that conquers sin. Sin no longer have effect in us in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look fully in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. The things of the of earth, the things of the world, will grow strangely dim in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. That you will not be able to see it again. Sin will not have power over you in the mighty name of Jesus. God has separated you and sin in the mighty name of Jesus. We look at uh, standard 3. His word shall not fail you. He promised. Believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying. His perfect salvation to tell. That's the last one is what after you are made, after Jesus has made you, after you have overcome sin, after you have had dominion over sin, then now go to the world 
and give the testimony to them. Tell them what Jesus has done. Discuss with them what Jesus has done. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. He says, His word shall not fail you. He promised. Believe Him and all will be well. Then go to the world that is dying. His perfect salvation to tell. You go to the world that is dying. Then you tell them what about his salvation. Praise the Lord. Just give testimony. You don't need to force it on people. Just give testimony. This is what Jesus has done in my life. This is what the grace of God has done in my life. This is the life of Christ. This is the kind of life I'm living now. Just give the testimony. And who that God has called to be saved will be saved. The people that will not be saved, they will not be saved. Praise the Lord. So it's not something you force on people. You don't force people to come to church. You don't force people to uh, be part of your ministry. You don't force people to do anything. As in their own will, they will come. He said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace, the things of the world will grow strangely dim in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. You will overcome sin in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Open more doors for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and appreciate God. Appreciate Him. Appreciate Him. Appreciate Him. Appreciate Him. Honor Him. Exalt His holy name. Magnify His holy name. It's worthy to be praised. It's worthy to be glorified. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We are going to be looking at uh, the book of First Corinthians for our Sunday discipleship. We'll be looking at the book of First Corinthians. The book of First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter three from verse one to the end. The book of First Corinthians chapter three. Verse from verse one to the end. If you are, I will read. He said, "And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ." It's Paul that is speaking here. He said you could not speak to them as unto spiritual. It's not everybody you can speak to as unto spiritual. Because the things of the spirit, they are spiritually designed. They are not meant for everybody. There are some people you speak to in the flesh, a canal. You can't speak because they don't understand the things of the spirit. The things of the spirit is, is strange to them. They have not come into Christ. They have not known Christ. So the, thing, the things of the Spirit is like foolishness to them. Praise the Lord. You know, some people will look at you as, 
this guy is foolish. The way you do your things, the way you organize yourself, eh? This guy is a, is a foolish person. But they don't know that the foolishness of what God is wisdom. The highest wisdom is what? The foolishness of God. To man, God's wisdom is what? Is foolish. Praise the Lord. To man, God's wisdom is what? Is foolish. And that is why many churches, they have not been able to embrace Jesus Christ. Because they look at his principle as foolish. And that is why they will go back into the flesh and do things in the flesh. Praise the Lord. Can, can that be acceptable before God? Eh? The worship of God is in the spirit. If you are going to say, ah, I'm going to worship God in the flesh. No. God is a spirit. God is spirit. And anyone that will come to him must come to him in what? The same spirit. In the Old Testament, when God wants to speak to the prophets, he will come down and endure them with his own spirit so that they can stand at the same level. Praise the Lord. So that they can do what? They can stand at the same level. So that whenever God is communicating to them, they will understand it. So, no one in the flesh, no Adamic nature, no one in this flesh can understand God. And that is why, you know, most people... In the flesh, most people out there, they think you as a Christian, you are weak. Because of some of the principles of God that you are operating in. Eh? The wiseness of God is foolishness to what? To man. And that is why many churches, many Christians, they have not been able to come into the Lord Jesus Christ because they felt his way is foolish. They felt that uh, denying yourself and carrying your cross is foolish. But without the cross, you cannot make heaven. You cannot come to the presence of God without the cross. Let's read verse 2. Verse 2. It says, I have, I have fed you with meat and not with meat. For hitherto, ye we are not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. I have fed you with meat. Eh? I have fed you with what? Meat. Who are the people that drink milk most? Babies. Babies, you find babies always sucking breast. It depends on milk. And at that stage, that is what he needs. Praise the Lord. At that stage, that is what he needs. Babe. But when you become mature, you leave the things that are what? Babe. You learn to eat what? Meat. 
like Anu now. There was Anu. A time will come now. We no longer suck breast. Then they will start introducing meat. They will start introducing food to her. We will start taking soya beans, meat. We will start taking guinea corn. We will start taking maize. We will start taking fish. We will start taking some of these things. Mm, that is the first stage. Then another stage, you will now be eating like every other person. Is coming into what maturity? So just taking meek, remaining at the same stage every time. There are churches that churches of babes. They've not been able to grow to what a higher level. They've not been able to grow to eat meat. They are still forcing meek on them. Even that mix, they have not been able to assimilate it, to digest it properly. And this kind of church is known as Kana Church. And this kind of church, all what they are pursuing is what? Money and miracle. Praise the Lord. There are churches that all what they are after, their purpose and focus is not heaven. It's not to see Jesus. Everything that they are focusing on, any everything that they are pursuing is let, let my prosperity come and let my miracle come. Maybe they are looking for a child, they not get. That is why they are going to church. Maybe they have a terminal illness. That is why they are going to church. Not because they love Jesus. Not because they are of Christ. These are churches that are what they are what we call them churches of what multitude. Praise the Lord. Churches of what multitude. All what they are seeking after is what miracle and uh, prosperity, money. That is all. That is their their focus. A certain man of God recently came to this local church. What he based his message on is what miracle and prosperity. Because he have noticed, he have noticed that this is what the people want. He's not talking about heaven. He's not talking about how they will make heaven. Because if he decides to talk about how they will make heaven, you not see many of them. You not gather crowds. But when you begin to appeal to what the people like, if we decide now, ah, we are basing this place, all we'll be talking about is miracle and prosperity. What will happen? You will see people. But when you begin to talk about the cross, eh, many of them will leave. But it's better to have few faithful people. Praise the Lord. It is better to have few faithful people than to gather multitude together. Eh? It's better to have just one bag of maize that has contents 
then uh, you pack bag of 100 bag of maize that is chaff that doesn't have content so one with god is more than what majority one person with god is more than the multitude don't be deceived by multitude the opponent i believe he has his, his congregation is more than ten thousand eh? but the man is still looking for ten ten people that is on fire for god praise the lord ten people if I can raise 10 people that is on fire for God in my generation, I'm fulfilled. 10 people that is making heaven. 10 people that their name will be written on their mansion in heaven. 10 people that will receive the crown of faithfulness. 10 disciples. I'm fulfilled. disciples sometimes what 10 people can do 10 faithful people 10 faithful people that are carrying their cross what they can do sometimes 1 million people cannot do it 1 million chaff cannot do it praise the lord so faithfulness in the in this christian in this christian race faithfulness is important Verse 3, for ye are yet canna, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and division, are ye not canal and walk as men? For while one said, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not canal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers? By whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Praise the Lord. Stop it. Five. Praise the Lord. Who else? You find that there is division in the body of Christ. We have only one, eh? One head. Who is our head? The Lord Jesus Christ. Say this one is a uh, uh, Anglican, this one is Catholic, this one is Foursquare, this one, no. Those things are good, but we should come to a time where we all come to what to believe in Christ. But now we have thrown Jesus away, so we are believing in what our so-called general overseers. And Christians are not willing to associate with each other based on what? Christ. Praise the Lord. Based on Christ. If you are from Anglican, if you are from Catholic, if you are from uh, Foursquare, if you are from uh, Deeper Life, if you are from Living Faith, we should believe what? The same thing, which is what? The Lord Jesus Christ. But do we have the same belief? Do we have the same worship? Do we have the same way of uh, doing things? No. 
The body of Christ is one. It's not divided. We should believe in what? Principle of Jesus. Whether you are Catholic, you are Anglican, you are living faith, you are deeper life. We should come to believe in one man, the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all of us are saved. Is there any geo that saves you? Eh? Is there any uh, prophet or bishop that saves you? No. It's Jesus that saved us. Whatever we are enjoying today in the kingdom of God is because of who? The Lord Jesus Christ. What he has done, the sacrifice he has made, the life he has lived. And God said, look unto Jesus, the author and what? Finisher of your faith. Nobody else. By the time we are looking unto Jesus, Christianity will be what? To be easy for you. Because his body is not heavy. And his yoke is not easy. His yoke is what? It's easy. The yoke that Jesus gave us is easy. Sorry. The yoke that Jesus gave us is easy. And his body is what? It's light. He did not give us heavy burden. He did not give us what? An easy yoke. Praise the Lord. His yoke is easy. And his body is what? It's light. So, by the time we yoke ourselves to Jesus, what happened? You have, your life will be light. Your body will be easy. But how many, how many Christians? You know, some Christians may rather fight for their Jew than to fight for Jesus. He said, Paul said, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? Who is Peter? Who is this? Who is that? They are ministers. In which God said, okay, teach these people my words. But the person we are following is who? Is the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5. Or verse 6. I have planted Apollo's water. But God gave the increase. God gave who? The increase. You know, the other time I was discussing something. I was discussing something. I said, we don't need to pray for growth. Praise the Lord. We don't need to pray for what? Spiritual growth. All we need to do is what? To cooperate with God. Because who give the increase? Increase means what? Growth. Though this pastor preach, I preach, this bishop preach, this one preach. But at the end of the day, who gave the increase? Eh? It's just like a farmer. Let's just say you are a farmer. 
your crop, you plant it, you put fertilizer, you put manure, you weed it, you do everything to make it okay. But who will make that crop grow? It's God. Who makes things grow? It's God. Who is making us to grow? It's God. Not that we do anything for ourselves that make us grow. No. The only thing is to cooperate spiritual growth. The only thing is what to cooperate with God. As God is instructing you, as God, the Holy Spirit is doing His work within you. The only thing for you is what to cooperate with Him. So that the work can go easily. So it's God that gave the increase. Every man, this one doing his labor, this one doing his labor, this one laboring here, laboring there, laboring here. But it's God that gives the increase. The increase is not coming because you pray. No. The increase is not coming because you read the Bible. No. But the one that is speaking through you, the Holy Spirit. Good. It's good to read the Bible. So you may read the Bible and not even get anything. If the Holy Spirit is not giving you insight into the Bible, so we should know that whatever we are doing, reading the Bible, fasting, praying, is God that gives the increase. If there is no God in it, we will not have that increase. That spiritual growth will not be there. It's God that gives the increase. You may go out for evangelism. You may be going out for evangelism. Every day, every day, every day, I will not win one soul. Who gives the soul to you? It's God. All the disciples that Jesus chose, who gave them? It's God. And even out of them, there is still Judas that refused to be a disciple. Praise the Lord. So whatever you are doing, believe that is God. You may labor, 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 go up and down, do evangelism, invite people, this, 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 this. And at the end of the day, you don't see anybody. And some people will just say, Jesus loves you with a track. And the following day, they'll be looking for you. Why? God has given you that soul. Our own is to go out. Who gives the soul? It's God. The fisherman that fish, is he the one that directs the fish to the hook? No. It's God that directs those fish to what? To the hook. Praise the Lord. It's God. It's God that gives what? The increase. Verse 7. It says, So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God that gives the increase. Who gives the increase? It's God. Whatever you are doing, 
who is giving the increase is God. Of your own, you can do nothing. You can pray and fast and shout and do all sort of things. Praise the Lord. But the person that is doing the main work is God. Verse 8. Now, he that planted and he that watered are one. And every man shall receive his own rewards according to his own labor. So you shall receive your rewards according to your own labor. How you have labored. If you labor in the spirit, you will receive what? Spiritual reward. Praise the Lord. If you labor in the, in the, in the spirit, you will receive what? Spiritual reward. But if you have labored in the flesh, if all what you are doing is what is in the flesh, what will happen? You will receive labor in the world, in the flesh. Praise the Lord. You will receive what? Labor in the flesh. You will receive labor in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So it depends on how you labor. It depends on how you labor. Whether you labor in the spirits or you labor in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So it depends on how you labor. So whatever labor we are laboring, let it be what? Labor in the spirit. He said, now, he that planted and he that watered are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Verse 9. For, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and another builded thereon but let every man take heed how he builded thereupon but he's still warning if you are laboring be careful how you labor verse that I just read. Let me read it again. Maybe we are not hearing. It said, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. Let every man take heed how he is building upon what Christ has done. Let every man be careful the kind of Christianity he practices. 
let every man be careful the kind of labor he labor let every man be careful what sort of building are you building are you building with mud are you building with stick are you building with straw are you building with leaf or are you building with silver are you building with gold so be careful how you labor praise the lord be careful how you you labor so every man's work will be tested with what with fire your work will be tested in heaven your labor will be tested verse 11 for other foundation can no man laid than that is laid which is jesus christ there's no any foundation jesus is our foundation there's no any foundation that any man can laid again that is laid by jesus christ jesus has laid what the final foundation for us so what we are doing is just we are building on it the foundation we are standing on is who is jesus the foundation we are standing on is who is jesus that is the foundation we are standing on so whatever you are building on it take it be careful what you build on that foundation that jesus have laid be careful of your doctrine be, be careful of your value that you are putting in on that foundation be careful of your labor that you are putting in in that foundation be careful of the kind of house that you are building be careful of what sort of labor you are laboring be careful of the of the building that you are building be careful be careful be careful of what sort of house you are building because on that last day you'll be judged by your work and if your work if they pass your work through fire and it got burnt then it will be a serious matter now if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stone wood hay stubble every man work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is so that is why we should we should preach what the right doctrine that is why we should live a good christian life that is why we should be what we should follow jesus and the only way to labor well is what to follow jesus it's not laboring in your flesh the only way to labor well is what to follow jesus because he has gone ahead before us the only man who can follow is what the lord jesus christ the kind of work he do that is the only work we can follow you cannot say ah this general vasia is trying trying let's follow him no or that general vasia ah is a miraculous man he has power he has this let's follow him no 
The only man you can follow as a Christian is the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever church you are attending, make sure your what your eyes is in who is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Whatever church you are going to, make sure your eyes is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you do not see Jesus do, don't do it. Whatever they say, ah, come out and this is this, come and do this one. And you check your Bible, you do not see Jesus do that. Don't do it. We're in which verse now? Elias 13. Every man walk shall be made. Okay, we've done this one. Verse 14. If any man walks abide, which he had built, built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. So, what is this reward? The Bible is telling us that we are going to receive a reward. So, what is this reward that we are going to receive? Praise the Lord. Eh? What is this reward? If you have labored, if you have worked, won't you receive reward? Maybe you are a teacher now or you are a medical doctor. And you have worked for one month. What will happen? You will be expecting your reward, your pay. Eh? The work we are doing is not in vain. The Christian work we are doing is not in vain. One day we will receive our reward. And me, I don't want this earthly reward of money. Say, because of money, that is why you are doing this Christian work. No. Or because of, uh, they will promote you to become a pastor. That is why we are doing it. No. Or they will... You get miracle. That is what... No. But the reward we are expecting is heavenly. Eh? It's heavenly. Just be in heaven with Jesus. Though there is mansion that God has promised us in heaven, that Jesus has promised us. Praise the Lord. God has promised us a mansion in heaven. And there's a crown. There's a crown. There's a crown that God has promised us. And so many rewards that God has promised us. But if we get all these rewards and all these rewards and we did not see Jesus, what would that one amount to? Our highest reward that we are going to get in heaven is what we are going to meet Jesus. Hey. Or don't you want to meet Jesus? If I did not get the, the crown, if I did not get the mansion, but let me see Jesus. Let me see Jesus. Let me see Jesus. 
that is the greatest reward that Jesus that we read about in the New Testament all the things that we read about and we are in heaven we are sitting at the feet of Jesus Jesus as he has done on earth praise the Lord as he was sitting with his disciple on earth so we are going to sit with him in heaven we are going to be hearing from him one on one that is the most important thing to me even if i will be sleeping at the feet of jesus i'm okay just hearing from him just fellowshipping with jesus i'm okay the mansions are good the rewards the crown of righteousness the crown of faithfulness the crown of humility the crown of kindness all manner of crown they are good but if you get all this crown and they don't allow you to sit at the feet of christ what would that one amount to it amount to nothing so we are going to be sitting the church is in heaven jesus is the pastor of the church in heaven as we have the earthly church so we have the church in heaven jesus is the only pastor there in heaven there's a church on earth now with different 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 pastors but when we get to heaven jesus is the only pastor in heaven and we'll be hearing from him and that is the greatest thing that we need to aspire for praise the lord that is the greatest thing as a believer you should be looking for just sitting at the feet of jesus sitting at the feet of our master and hearing from him and you know all those jokes be asking jesus question Praise the Lord. You'll be asking Jesus question. Jesus is not a God that will not, will not be able to come close to him. Jesus is not that kind of person. He's not a father that will not be able to come close to him. He's a father that will what? We sit at his feet. We'll be learning. We'll be cracking jokes. We'll be asking him when he was on earth. So-so team, how did you pass through so-so team? We'll be asking him those questions. And he will be revealing them to us. That is my greatest desire. And that should be your greatest desire as a Christian. A time will come. You leave this world. You are sitting as a saint. You are sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus is our elder brother. And we long to meet him. We long to meet him. Praise the Lord. Verse 16. Verse 16. 
Okay, verse 15. If any man walk shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? You are what? Eh? What's the temple of God? Church. Eh? What's the temple of God? Church of God. You are the church of God. Am I the one that says it? That the spirit of God dwells in you. Am I the one that says it? Eh? No, I'm not the one that says it. That the spirit of God dwelleth in you. And that is what makes you Christian. And that is the highest honor you can ever get. That the Spirit of God lives in you. And you are having this communication with God. God is more closer than we think. God is in us. They call Jesus Emmanuel. God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. God now is in us. The Spirit of God, eh, it dwells in us, it lives in us. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The Spirit of God lives in you. So you better believe it, start believing it now, and start having communication with God. Some people say, something told me, something told me I should do this. Something told me I should not go this way. Something told me I should not do this. What is that something that is telling you? If you are a believer, that something that is leading you to righteousness is what? The Holy Spirit. Spirit of God. And who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is not different from God. What makes us God is what? God dwelling in us. The ye are God's. God dwells in what? In us. God lives in us. And that is why you are called the children of God. If you are a child of God, then you are what? You are God. Praise the Lord. If you are children, if God gave birth to you by his spirit, you are what? You are a child of God. We are sons and daughters of God. That is why we are called sons and daughters of God. Why are we called brothers, sisters? Because we are sisters, we are brothers of Jesus. And that is why we call ourselves brother, sister. They are just a sister. Because we are related to one father. And we are all brethren. We are all brothers of Jesus. And that is why we are called brother, sister. Not any, not every Christian that sees Jesus as his brother. Spiritually, we are what? We are brothers of Jesus. The Bible says we are joint here with Christ. We are joint here with Christ. The kingdom does not belong to Christ alone. It's also your kingdom because it is your father's kingdom.
We are joined here with Christ. Verse 18. He said, Let no man deceive himself. If any man. No, verse 17, sorry. Verse 17. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are ye? How do you defile the temple of God? How do you defile the temple of God? Eh? Shino. How do you defile the temple of God? How do you defile the temple of God? Is it what you eat? Eh? Is it what passes through your mouth that defiles the temple of God? No. no. Whatever you eat, Jesus said you are going to toilet to do what? To poo poo. To pull it out. Whatever you eat through your mouth, eh? You are going to a toilet to what? To poo. How do you define the temple of God? What comes out from your mouth? Lying. Your thoughts. Fornication. Adultery. Your motive, your actions. Embezzlement. Worshipping idol. Having other gods. Covetousness. Hatred. Malice. Envy. Jealousy. Eh? These are the things that was that defies a man. Worldliness. White party. These are the things that what defies a man. It's not what you eat from, from your mouth. Is whatever you take from your mouth, what will happen? You pass it out to the toilet. It's not the food that you eat that defies you. But is what is what you that comes out of you. Your thoughts, your motive, your action, your words. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Those are the things that what that defies a man. So we should get it right. Verse 18. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that ye may be wise. So in this world, you must be a fool to be wise. You must embrace what? The foolishness of God. You must what? Embrace the foolishness of God. And the foolishness of God is what? It's wisdom. Hmm? The foolishness of God is wisdom. The wiseness of man is what? Eh? The wiseness of man, if a man thinks he's wise, 
A man says, I'm stubborn. If you are stubborn, your stubbornness should be what? In Christ. That you will not defile yourself. That should be your stubbornness. Not the stubbornness of this world. Stubbornness that I will not bow down to any other idol. Any other gods. I will not bow down to sin. I will not fall into this temptation. That should be your stubbornness. There is stubbornness in Christ and there is stubbornness in this world. The stubbornness of this world is what the Bible said is rebellion. And rebellion is as what is as a as, is as a sin of a witchcraft. If you are stubborn in this world, God consider it as what witchcraft. You are a witch. Praise the Lord. If your stubbornness is not of God, the only stubbornness we can have as a Christian is what? I will not bow down to sin. I will not fall into temptation. I will not make mammon my God. Our stubbornness should be against sin. Not the stubbornness of this world. The stubbornness of this world is what? Is witchcraft before God. If you say you are stubborn in this world, you are a witch. Praise the Lord. You are a witch. So our stubbornness should be of what? Of Christ. Not of this world. Verse 19. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written... He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. Eh? The wisdom of this world. Build aeroplane. Car. Build house. Build this one. Build that one. And God consider it as what? Foolishness. But the wisdom of God. Jesus died on the cross. To save what? humanity to save the whole world that is the wisdom of god the wisdom of god is what carry your cross eh and follow jesus the wisdom of god behave like the lord jesus christ say if somebody slap your eh slap you in the right cheek you do what you turn to, to you turn the left and at the end of the day, you tell the person, God bless you, and you go your way. The wisdom of God. So, if we want the wisdom of God, we should embrace Jesus. Praise the Lord. If we want the wisdom of God, we should embrace Jesus. It's only through Jesus that we can get the wisdom of God. Jesus, who is God, came down to earth, died, is walking on the streets. He doesn't have a horse. He doesn't have a house. He doesn't even have a pillow to lay his head. Why? Because he knows that the things of this world, eh, the mansion that people are building, they will do what? They will perish. They will be renovated with what? Fire. 
All this church, this thing, 100,000 cathedral, 120, 200 sitter, uh, all, 1 million sitter, all will be what? Renovated with fire. And before it will be renovated, the Antichrist will make use of it. How can you build something for Antichrist? God forbid. I will never, never, and that is why Jesus did not build any building because he know, he know the plan of God. He know what the Antichrist will do at the end of the day. That is going to take all this building and convert it to his own. God forbid, I will not labor for Antichrist. Tell yourself, I will not labor for Antichrist. I will never, never labor for Antichrist. I will labor for God. I will labor for souls. I will labor for people. I will not labor for Antichrist. Many churches, they are busy. They've neglected their member. They are busy building this one, building that one. They are building it for Antichrist. Antichrist will collect it and change it to what? Church of Antichrist. It will change it to what? Church of Lord Lucifer. I will never, never labor for Antichrist. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go ahead. Verse 20. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours. Are ye and ye are Christ. And Christ is God. Is God's. All our labor. They belong to what? They belong to God. They belong to Jesus. Everything we are laboring on. And if we are laboring and it's not according to Jesus. That means our labor is what is in vain. Praise the Lord. If we are laboring and it's not according to the Lord Jesus, that means our labor are what they are in vain. May your labor not be in vain in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray. That we'll get it right. It's not about a number. It's not about gathering multitude. That you will get it right. That as many people that God will bring into this ministry, will disciple them right. Will focus them. Will put their eye in the right place. Praise the Lord. We are going to put their eyes in the right place. And where is the right place? The right place is Jesus. Their eyes will be in the right place. As they continue to labor. What destroyed the church? Church of these days. What destroyed it? Because they don't have focus. Their focus is either money or miracle. Praise the Lord. That is what destroyed the church. Money and miracle. Instead of putting people, put their focus in Christ. Put, let their focus be in heaven. Now you now turn their focus to money and miracle. And if you come to church, you will receive your miracle. Is that the only thing they are doing in the church? Church is not for miracle. Eh? 
Church is not for miracle. Church is what for what? For discipleship. But as you are discipling people, along the way, if miracle happen, good. The main church of the the main work of the church is to groom the believer, is to disciple them and to put their eye in the right place. And where is the right place? Jesus. And to teach them to embrace the principle of Christ and to teach them all about Jesus. Because God said, all authority in where? In heaven and on earth has been given to who? Jesus. God has handed over everything to Jesus. He's now in charge. And that is the man we are looking up to. That is the man we are concerned about. The spirit that we have is what? The spirit of the Son of God. The spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit that is in us. Is the Holy Spirit of Christ. Is the spirit of Christ. And that is where our eye should be. If you focus your eye on Christ, there's nothing stopping you. There's no force from hell that will stop you not to make heaven. If you focus your eyes on Jesus and you are following him, there's no force on earth. But as long as what you are what you miss your focus, you are distracted. What happened? You are on your way to hell. If you focus on the narrow way, the narrow way is not attractive. Praise the Lord. If you think uh, the narrow way is attractive, it's not attractive. It's not attractive to the world. It's not attractive to devil. It's not attractive to their agents. The only person that the narrow way is attractive to, if you are following Jesus, then you are on the narrow way. So what do we do as a Christian? Remain on the narrow way. Whether sun, whether rain, stand on the narrow way. Follow it and you get home. That is the way that leads home. It's not this wide way of Christianity. Doesn't lead anywhere. Lead to a fire. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Focus on the narrow road. Be on the narrow road. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Look unto him. The author and finisher of your faith. Look unto him. Let your eyes be upon him. And begin to follow him. And you find out there is nothing in this world. Maybe you didn't have food at home. You are angry. Or maybe you don't have car. You are angry. Then some things you want to get, you don't have it, you're angry. That is not the most important thing. Number one, obey Jesus first. And you see all those things. It's a seek first. What? Seek first what? The kingdom of God. Second, is righteousness. And what? All other things shall be added unto you. Whatever thing you are doing, don't think of yourself first. Eh? Think of what Jesus. In your home, in your marriage. What did Jesus say about this thing? What did Jesus say about husband and wife? How did Jesus want us to relate to the church? How does he want us to relate to other Christians? How does he want us to relate to other people? 
focus on that. And before you know it, you are already going home. Whether we like it or not, we are going home. There are two homes, so two homes. Either you make hellfire or you make heaven. There's two ways. There's no say I'm, I'm in between. They put me in between hellfire and heaven. No, there's nothing like that. Too. That God, God just help me. Put me in between hellfire and heaven. There's nothing like that. It's either hellfire or heaven. But we choose what? We choose to make heaven by all means. Legally possible in the kingdom of God. And the only man you can follow, the only man that knows the way is what? Is who? Jesus. As long as you are following him, you are going home. Every day we live on earth, we are, we are moving towards our home. There was a time I was small like this baby. Now I'm over 40 years. I'm going closer, I'm getting closer to my home than before. Praise the Lord. I'm getting closer to my home than before. As you are, you are growing every day, you are, you are moving towards your home. You are moving towards your home. You are moving towards your home. But let's not miss it. That at the end of the day, they say, ah, ah this is where your home is. Hellfire. No, God forbid. That will not be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus. You are not rebooking it. That will not be my portion in the mighty... You say that will not be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus. After the suffering on this earth. After the laboring. And at the end of the day, I will say, I'll say, I'll say I'll just, uh, get it behind me. You are your, your father, the, the devil. Go and meet him in hellfire. That will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. That will not be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus. At the end of the day, I will enter my glorious home in heaven. Whether the devil likes it or not, I will enter my home. Whether Satan and all his demons, they like it or not, I will enter my home in heaven. Nothing will stop me. The devil cannot stop me. As long as my, my eyes is focused on Jesus, I will enter my home. And that is the most important thing. If you do not get anything on earth, if you lose everything on earth, everything that people are pursuing, career, car, houses, everything, but you get this one thing, is enough. If I don't have a car, I can enter Okada and go to where I want to go to. I can charter Tazi. I can enter Keke and go to where I want to go to. Car doesn't car is not my priority. Doesn't bother me. If you don't have a house of your own, you can rent. Can rent one. Or if you have money, you can build. If it's small house or big house, house is house. Praise the Lord. House is what is house. The main function of a house is for you to have a place to put your head. 
when they fell yesterday, they didn't beat us. We thank God. Because we have a place to put our head. When sun shine, it didn't beat you. You thank God. Why? Because you have a place to put your head. You have clothes to wear. It mustn't be expensive. You have shoes to wear. It mustn't be expensive. Praise the Lord. So that is... They are, but our main focus should be in heaven. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go, go ahead and pray. That you will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. God give you. God give you. You will not.